How's it going, everybody? Uh, I recorded this podcast with Aaron uh, not too long ago. It's still kind of fresh. And we tried to be very structured about this one. Normally, like, when we talk One Piece, we usually uh, have more spoilers. We have, like, a more beginning to uh, end. But, like, this one was uh, Punk Hazard, which... Punk Hazard is like the prologue of the um, Yonko saga because even though Fishman Island sort of sets the stage and then like there's things all the way back to um, uh, Thriller Bark, um, when uh, you go to um, uh, Punk Hazard, it leads into Dressrosa, which uh, leads into Zoe, which, like, uh, uh, it establishes a lot of things, and the way that Wano is going right now, I have a theory that, uh, like, it's gonna be a double boss battle, um, in, in the end of Wano with, uh, both Kaido and Big Mom, so, um, <coughs> enjoy the show, uh, here's, uh, here's the ad. Testing. Nope. That's desktop audio. I don't want the OSU audio. I want the audio input. Properties. Yeti. There we go. Good. Okay, testing. Hold on. Filters. Okay, good. They're in place. That's what I want. You can see the cells down there. Okay. All right, so... Are we going to start? Yeah, might as well start. So, uh, this is Matt. And this is Aaron. And we're talking One Piece. And today is a fun day. We're going to be looking at Punk Hazard. Now, Punk Hazard is the um, very large uh, like saga that is... Part of a like very larger saga, but um, the Punk Hazard arc in total, like it's a decent chunk, right? Like, how many episodes do you think it was? Like thirty or forty? Uh, I'm not positive. I know it's a ton of uh, manga chapters. Okay. You figure it kind of starts right after they leave uh, Fishman Island. Yeah, yeah. post Fishman Island, and it it's like the Punk Hazard is the first chapter of the uh, Do Flamingo two parter. Yep, or really, if you want to look at it as the first part of the uh, the large overarching saga to go after Kaido. Yeah, that's, I want to say it's like five, it's chapter one of six or something on uh, Kaido, because it goes, like, well, just... saga one of six, but yeah. Duh, yeah, or, so... Or arc, maybe. Like, it's a lot more than one chapter, or six chapters. Yeah, One Piece Kaido, has but... been going for 20 years, so, like, there are certain ones where it's just, like, uh, like... Hell, like, so many stories are, like, uh, they culminate in the Marine Ford arc are just... Oh, it's incredible. So, uh, Punk Hazard is essentially this island, again, right after Fishman Island. And it's kind of neat, actually, because you kind of get introduced to it as sort of what's happened to it. Mm -hmm. You don't really see it in its original form. It's sort of a half-ice, 
half volcanic island. It looks kind of crazy. Which the, a lot of people don't even realize because like the crew gets split up because they always get split up. That's uh, the deal. <laughs> like one person ends up on the ice side, the other person ends up on the volcano side. Yeah, uh, more than one person on each, but yeah. And the reason why, like, you find out later in the story that um, the island is the way it is is because when uh, the Navy was having its battle, or its, let's call it an election, it came down to Akainu, a who was the fire guy, and Aokiji, who was the ice guy. And it happened, the battle happened four years earlier, and the island is stuck permanently in either fire or ice. Based off of their battle, which, uh, it, like, great word of mouth. Everyone just refers to it as epic. And it's kind of interesting because you should sort. We sort of should have figured something must have happened, because every other island in One Piece so far has always been a single biome. Mm-hmm. Whether it was summer, winter, spring, fall, it's always been one. And this one is magically not only not one of the ones we're used to, because none none of them so far have been lava. But it's got that dual biome nature. And in fact, originally, I don't think it was either. I think it was a spring island, but don't quote me on that. I have no idea what kind of... It was an uninhabited island. Uh, that's why yeah. they chose it. And this is the first uh, island that the uh, Straw Hats go to in the New World. Mm-hmm. So, the because uh, uh, part of the reason why they abandoned it was because or, or they chose it. It was a uh, um, one of Dr. Vegapunk's former labs. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why they chose it. And it's kind of interesting because Dr. Vegapunk is sort of always this looming character. We still haven't seen him. Been referenced for 20 years. Been referenced a million times. And he's this amazing scientist that's light years ahead of everyone else. and uh, Or I think the exact number is 500 years of technology ahead. Well, uh, We've seen one of his former laboratories before from the island he's from. Which is actually where Frankie, as we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, that's where he ended up during the time skip. Yep. But, um, and actually, I think it was two years before for the battle. I'm not sure, though, because they went through two years after Marineford. I, but, um... The, the math didn't add up because I think it happened uh, before Marineford. Uh, for... I don't think so, because Sengoku was still in charge. Well, you that's know, what reason, I was curious about, because, the like... The reason Aokiji and Akainu fought was to figure out who was going to get Sengoku's old position. Okay. So it wouldn't have happened before Marineford, because that's when he... Retired. Stepped down, yeah. Bingo. Sir, they wouldn't let him retire, but he stopped being in charge. He was just going to continue raising new Marines and new recruits. Mm-hmm. But um, so that two-year battle, it's still raging on as far as the biome aspect. And for those who don't know, spoiler warning, Akainu won. Not by a lot from what we understand, but uh, he did beat Aokiji. Yep. and uh, Which sets up all kinds of problems in the Marines for later. So the um, reason why the Straw Hats go to the island, which by the way... The, the log posy that um, uh, the, the three needles that uh, Nami like found and learned how to read and all that stuff, like automatically you're just like uh, uh, thrown off because the island uh, doesn't have a magnetic pole that um, the log posy would recommend mm-hmm. to take you along the grand line. Um, so the reason why they went to the island was a distress call. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because you find out, you just hear that these guys are being attacked by these uh, samurai and help, 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 help. And then I think it cuts, if I remember correctly. I feel like, uh, if, if I remember correctly, Luffy was like, samurai? Yeah, they were all excited about the samurai, not for helping people. but They wanted to see a samurai. That, that's why they went. you got to figure that's usually Luffy's goal, right? Mm-hmm. See something interesting or have an adventure. 
in addition to that going on in the background, you also have the alliance between him and Law. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Okay, so uh, the first uh, person that is a familiar face that you're introduced to in this arc is sort of like a villain surprise in that uh, they ha- the Straw Hats are going up against Law, who is now a... Um, uh, Shichibukai. He's one of the seven warlords that the Navy and the world government uh, approve of, being their um, uh, enemy of my enemy. There's one of their balancing powers. Yeah. And the... Like, Law is an interesting character in One Piece because, uh, like, if it's not this arc, it's definitely the Dressrosa arc where... Uh, you realize his backstory the but law has like an interesting uh devil fruit power in that it's called the operation uh operation fruit yeah, the, the op op fruit mm-hmm. so he has the ability to set a um a circle a radius and anything within that radius he can control literally uh uh as you see in this story, he has the ability to switch people's uh, minds in uh, with their other people's bodies, among other things. Yeah, like uh, the, the um... and so that sort of brings into play the last sort of setup that we need, which is to talk a little bit about two other familiar faces, in our old friend Smoker and Tashigi, who are our Marines and our foils for the Straw Hats, who have ever since we've met them been losing ground power wise with our lovely main characters to some extent. Well, but uh, essentially Smoker and Tashigi go after all the things going on in Punk Hazard. Yeah, they tr- and, uh, they encounter Law and he swaps their brains cuz he figures it'd be fun. Well, Smoker and Tashigi were um, promoted uh, post Marine Ford or at some point they were promoted because Captain Smoker is now um, not Admiral Smoker, but no, he's not an admiral. Or, but like viceroy, or I don't remember his rank. Okay, what whatever middle management is in the navy, that's what he is, and Tashigi is right underneath him. Still his second. Yep. Yep. However, um, uh, one of the things that you realize uh, in this story is that um, the navy isn't as cracked up as uh, people make it out to be, uh, because. The, in the New World, uh, the branch of the Navy is called the Fifth. And uh, it ranges from uh, really crazy, psychotic guys that, like, when they capture pirates, they stick needles into them. However, yeah, it's a G5, I think they call it. Yeah. And the interesting thing about uh, the uh, Navy is, like, in the New World, they are the fifth most powerful thing in there, possibly, because... Uh, uh, a police force that automatically uh, defers to the four emperors that are uh, controlling the new world, um, the Yonkos, they, they, they're, they're, by their very nature, they have to be strong enough to survive, but they're not, they're strong enough to survive as fifth place. They're strong enough to survive on the seas and deal with smaller pirates. But they don't go messing with the Yonko unless they have to. Yep. It's kind of very much like the old Cold War in that, you know, if one person sets off the chain of events, it'll be virtually unstoppable. But um, it's interesting because Smoker and Tashigi, it's revealed, join this G5, this fifth branch, because they want to go after the Straw Hats. They didn't believe that they were dead from Marineford, at least Smoker didn't. And, uh, well, we all know he was right. 
And so they transferred to G5 to keep chasing after their old foils, their nemesis that they met all the way back on Alabasta. Out of curiosity, do you feel like this was like a turning point in One Piece? Because like Smoker and Tsushigi were like um, the like the unofficial crewmen of or the the un- they were the antagonists like that were repeated uh, cast members from Alabasta on through from no even East Blue all the way through Alabasta and into this. Well, Alabasta I think was in East Blue, wasn't it? No, Alabasta. No, you're right. It's on Grandland. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't remember seeing Smoker in East Blue, but um, no, he was in Logtown at the uh, end of East Blue. He was like the right, right before they got the Grand Line. Yeah, but um, I don't think it was a turning point for them per se, because they're still antagonists. It's not like they're while they may have allied on Punk Hazard, they didn't like become friends. They just accept each other's existence. It's actually very reminiscent of the Navy itself and the Yonko in that yeah, they recognize the pirates exist and they recognize that they can't really beat them but they have they're a balance factor you know if you're a pirate and you're in a navy controlled location people are safe and if you start causing problems you have issues to deal with but um it's interesting to see them sort of come out and so you get this little issue between smoker and law and toshiki and so law of course wipes the floor with them as you would expect a shichibukai to do to a mid-ranked admiral mid-ranked uh navy excuse me officer slash marine and um, what you find is that uh, that's sort of the setup for all of this. The other interesting setup piece that we should talk about before getting to the main top points, of course, is the uh, true antagonist of this particular arc, at least what we think is the true antagonist for some time. Caesar Clown? Yep, Caesar Clown. So Caesar Clown is... Um, how do I put this? Despicable. Uh, he is the most annoying character that... Um, is super strong when you meet him, and then afterwards, not so much. Well, afterwards, they throw a sea stone on him, and he's kind of weakened heavily. So Caesar is a uh, is a scientist who used to work alongside slash rival. He was a colleague of Dr. Vegapunk, and that's why he knew about Punk Hazard. He had worked there on experiments with Vegapunk. Mm-hmm. And Caesar was unhappy because he was always second, so he left the Navy and started working for the Pirates. Specifically, in this case, he works for... Well, we don't want to spoil who he works for. That'll be for yeah. the next podcast, I think. But um, I'll put it to you this way: um, he's not the top. Of the Caesar top. Caesar Clown has um, connections to a lot, so it's not just one. I'm not going to reveal who it is. However, um, he's the guy that is too stupid to realize how dangerous of a, of a situation he, he's put himself in until things go wrong. Yeah, it's one of those things where while everything's copacetic, he can make vast amounts of money and influence, but the moment his operation goes belly up, everything starts to fall apart around him very quickly. Yeah. So and if you didn't figure that the Straw Hats were going to blow things up and ruin his operation, you haven't been paying attention I'll to I'll put it to you this way. There is a line to go after Caesar Clown. Yeah. Uh, he might be... He's not the most evil. He's up there. Uh, he's... Uh, um, if I had to put uh, Blackbeard as number one, and then uh, I'll put Akainu as number two because like fucking killed Ace, so uh, I don't know. I think that I I would classify Caesar a little more evil because his main thing, in my eyes, is his major project. And so the reason that uh, Law wants to hit this location, <coughs> excuse me, is to stop his project, which is the Smile Fruits. 
Well, the the reason why law is working for them is because uh, the heart situation. Well, that's also well. So that's why he's here, but he also wants to stop the smile because that hurts the person that Caesar works for that he wants to take out. Remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is a heart situation here, and what that is is essentially that uh, knowing that Mr. Law having that. No, amazing... literally, didn't didn't Law like the reason why uh, Law is working with them among others is that in order to prove that he is loyal. He gives them his literal heart. Like, he uses his Operation Operation Fruit to put his heart in a box. And uh, he gives it to Caesar as, like, a... Um, yes, and that's... Yeah. Essentially, what he can do is, with his room, he can manipulate anything. A modific- free modification human, I believe they call the owner of his fruit. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the ways that they kept Lil in line was they forced him, or they required him, I should say, yeah. to give them his heart. That way, if they stabbed his heart he would cease to live regardless of where he was in the world as long as they had that in the box and that's one of the major goals here is to get his heart back so that he can act as he wishes yeah so but uh the other piece of this puzzle is that these smile fruits are these uh, these i guess synthetic is the right word to use yeah are these synthetic devil fruits the idea is that essentially whoever caesar's working for and selling them to Wants to build an extremely powerful army. What's the most powerful weapon in the world? Well, devil fruits are certainly up amongst the top end of that. So if I can't find real devil fruits, well, what if I can create fake devil fruits and therefore create fake devil fruit users? Well, if I can do that, I can pump out hundreds or even thousands of these things, sell them off, and then whoever buys them will have this incredible standing force. Now, the... Um, uh, we kind of glossed over something. And... Glossed over a lot so far. Oh, yeah, tons. We're not, we're not done. <laughs> like, uh, like the usual One Piece things happen. Somebody gets lost. Uh, uh, Usopp is running scared for something. Oh, always. Uh, Somebody nearly dies. Someone has to be saved. There are B villain plots. Yeah. Uh, There's these brothers that start um, trying to bounty hunt, mm-hmm. I believe is the proper term. Uh, both... Um, what was it, Luffy and Sanji, I think? For the At this point, the people that had the biggest bounty, um, I think Sanji and Luffy had the biggest one. I think it was uh, bugging Zoro that uh, uh, Sanji had a bigger bounty than him. If not here, that definitely happened at some point. At, at some point, I'm it happened. I'm not sure if it was However, like the, the One Piece has a, 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 a through line of jokes about Sanji's wanted poster. Yeah. And sometimes they pay off in ways that you wouldn't expect. Which is why One Piece is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, so... The... Luffy and the Straw Hats wanted to see a samurai. And what they find is pieces of a samurai. Because, <laughs> uh, as you can imagine, when uh, you're dealing with law, he has a sense of humor. Um, there was a, uh, a samurai torso... Samurai legs and a samurai head. Not in the same place. Nope, they were all, all scattered about the island. He didn't kill the guy. No, he was credit. alive. He was very much alive. But, uh, yeah, he kind of almost uh, forced a, a fruit-like power similar to what Buggy has. Yep. Where he slapped them in different spots and just took them apart. Basically leaving him to just sort of rot on the island and never be able to do anything. Yep, so uh, uh, this samurai's name is Kinemon. Yep. Foxfire, no Kinemon. So, Kinemon uh, is in search of a child whose name is uh, Momonosuke. And 
the uh, we find out that because this is like if the, if there's like three parts of Punk Hazard, it's uh, uh, you're introduced to Kinemon over a multitude of chapters and episodes looking for his bodily parts because one group finds the head one group finds the legs and uh things happen then they uh find law again and law eventually puts him back together and then uh then they have to go after and face down uh caesar clown so those are like the three broad stroke parts of uh like uh, Caesar Clown and uh, Punk Hazard, but uh, the one thing I will tell you about um, with Punk Hazard is uh, one of the things that Caesar Clown is doing is like other than making uh, fake devil fruits, he's trying to make fake giants. Which is why I classify him as one of the most evil characters we've dealt with. So, uh, for the purposes of this episode, we're not going to tell you. Uh, Who's, who's for what, but no. the Straw Hats are um, very much against uh, the, like all of these processes. And it's important to note that uh, the reason they're so against this process, aside from the fact that it breaks natural order, that Caesar isn't just making fake giants, he's taking kids and experimenting on them with the drugs to make them grow. Yep. Which is also killing them. And he's also an asshole about it because he uh, makes it... Uh, it's an addictive candy that he uses to administer the drug that turns him into giants. So And without the candy, they have withdrawal symptoms. They become ravenous and very violent. Like This is one of the first times in the series that I think One Piece gets really dark in a... Um, like it's gotten dark in a real-world way, uh, but this one is like... This uh, is a new angle for them. This is a political angle. And that's, as I said, why I consider this probably one of the most evil characters in the show so far, and in the manga. Mm-hmm. Targeting children is sort of an issue in my mind. But um, it's, it's almost as if he's saying, you know, drug, making an announcement on the drug dealer issue. But, um, which of course, once they see the kids, the Straw Hats, who already had buy-in because Caesar was doing bad things, you know, it was immediate, were immediately Nami- binds right to those kids immediately so does robin very quickly yep and uh they immediately begin okay we have to take this out for no other reason than to make sure that this stops um i think that's all the different little pieces that we should probably bring in um so let's talk about how the sort of the basic flow of the whole thing right so they have caesar has this huge facility yep and uh as in all one piece things you know once we've done the part where everybody ends up separated they all end up in the same location again. Yep. That's how that's how One Piece works. That's how every arc works. You know that when you're in an arc, you're going to show up on an island. Within a handful of chapters, you're going to be in two or three or four or five different groups of one to two characters. Yep. And somehow everything they're doing is going to come together. In this arc, you saw that with each of the different groups happening to find a piece of Kinemon to put them back together. And this arc feels exceptionally big about that because... Uh, you have the expanded cast of uh, Smoker and Toshigi and Law. And some of Law's subordinates. Uh, yeah, Law has the Corazon Pirates um, like tucked away. Yep. And actually it's kind of neat because on top of uh, something that Law wasn't expecting when they came to attack Caesar is that Caesar has a, a friend of his or a friend of one of his colleagues with him who is Virgo. And Virgo and Law have quite the history. And... Uh, uh, 
Virgo is like basically uh, Law's um, superior in that other order. In, in the rankings. Yep. Of uh, I think he's the, number three or two in the in the other order. Mm-hmm. He's one. Oh, of the he's the vice. Orders. The vice. That's right. And the, vice it, uh, the other part that you realize is that um, Caesar Clown has an assistant, or no. Well, she's an assistant, but she's also a sycophant to an extent. Well, uh, no, it's either was it was she an assistant to uh, Caesar or was she an assistant to the Navy? I'm not sure. Because okay, so are you who are you talking about? Monet. I think she's Caesar's assistant. Okay, so Caesar has an assistant that is also um, has relationship to uh, uh, Trifaculty Law. Um, now. She uh, has these swirly glasses that hide her eyes, but she also has um, uh, wings for arms and bird legs, so that she looks like a harpy. Yeah, she's a she's a uh, a low gear fruit user. Well, she well hers was a winter though, wasn't it? Like it was snow. Like the bird arms was completely separate than the uh, devil fruit. I'm not sure. That's what I, I remember. Well, how did she get the uh, the winter abilities then? That was for Logia fruit, the ice. Okay, so so I think the bird part was just part of it. Yeah, she had she, like she just had uh, bird wings attached to her. By the way, um, Ichiro Oda is definitely a fan of uh, Go Nagai because uh, Monet looks a lot like a character from Devilman. Uh, so. Yeah, she has the Yuki Yugi no, no Me, which is what gives her the control over the element of snow. Yeah. So, yeah, the bird arms are separate then. Yeah, they're just part of her actual um, her actual person, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, it's... Uh, the one that uh, ends up fighting her is Toshigi, but she fights with a whole bunch of people. And then the one that fights uh, uh, with Law and Smoker is Virgo. Yeah, and actually, so uh, Monet is actually one of, um, you know, the person who Caesar's working for. It's one of his subordinates. She's under deep cover. Yeah. But uh, Virgo is the vice captain, and he and Law end up in that fight. Which, by the way, Virgo, uh, uh, spoiler, three, two, one, spoiler. Uh, Virgo is... Uh, an undercover pirate with the Navy. And uh, his ability is so simple, but um, it's extremely effective. It's so effective against Devil Fruit users because he doesn't have a Devil Fruit ability. He's just, uh, you know how like Luffy has the ability to turn his arms and his legs into armored hockey punches or kicks? He can do that with his entire body. And his bamboo stick. Yep. Which is his, basically his staff. And so essentially when he's fighting a Logia user, which is the most dangerous of the Devil Fruit users according to most of the One Piece world, his arms, his legs, and his staff go through their abilities to yeah. affect him as far so as versus, taking on damage. So him versus Law and him versus uh, Smoker, he just beats up Smoker relentlessly. And because, like, you think to yourself, Smoker is this cool, badass guy or whatever. Uh, 
you've never seen him beaten. Then it turns out, like, his superior in the fifth branch... Whips his butt. Just, like, beats him down. And what's funny, what's funny about the Virgo is that he always has something stuck to his face because he's a messy eater. Mm-hmm. And it, he just never realizes it. He's, like, so you have this, like, uh, like really dark sense of humor with the character in that uh, you're getting beat up by somebody with egg on his face, literally. Yeah, or rice, or... Depends on the scene, I guess. So, one of the, like, uh, like, like, Law couldn't attack him until he had his heart back, right? Because they had that, uh, over him. But once, uh, Law got his heart back, like, uh, he was the one that took out, um, Virgo. And I guess, so again, because of Virgo and Law's other affiliation that we're trying not to spoil on this video. Next podcast, people. Um... Like, comment, or subscribe, of course, and uh, if you want to know sooner or you want spoilers, let us know. But um, Read One Piece. Essentially, um, Law has dealt with Virgo before and always lost in the past. Virgo was one of the ones I trained him, I think. I could be wrong. You'll have to double-check me. Yeah. But um, essentially, he taunts the heck out of Law, saying, you know, you've never been able to harm me before. What makes you think things have changed? And Law simply activates his opi opi no me and uh, creates the room ability and... Slices Virgo in half. If I remember correctly, he leaves him weaved into the railing mm-hmm. to be found, and eventually he'll perish from his own from the room being dropped. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting way to show Law's growth, both from his backstory to now, as well as to where he was back in the days of the Marine Ford. Yep. Because back during the War of the Best, he wasn't even willing to get out of the sub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think this is also where they talk about the backstory of his devil fruit. Is that correct? I want to say that's next story. Is that next story? All right, then I'll wait on that one. Okay, so, uh, which leaves us to deal with uh, Caesar Clown. Yep. Now, get get this. This is uh, one of the least interesting final boss battles. Like, uh, Virgo was way more interesting than uh, and Virgo and Monet because, A, they set up uh, a large part of the next story, and B... Um, like, you don't get a sense of this, uh, at first, but when you look back at it, um, the villain of Dressrosa, uh, is, uh, very much a, um, anti-Luffy, uh, because the... We're on Punk Hazard. I know, but (laughs) I'm saying this for the purposes of, uh, context. Okay. Um... You very much get the sense that uh, the pirates that are uh, teased at the very end of uh, Punk Hazard uh, that are going to be the villains of the next bat, the next arc. Um, like you get the sense early on with Monet and uh, 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 Virgil, Virgin, Virgo, Virgo. Jesus Christ! I was just talking about it too. Have you read this yet? Yes. <laughs> Not only have I read it, I've watched all the episodes in a month. That's why I, I, like certain things get lost. When you do things in a month, like uh, that should take longer. Like People spent years watching One Piece. I did it in three months. That was silly, but go on. Okay, so uh, the that group of pirates are sort of the anti-Straw Hats in that they are equal but opposite because... Uh, you get, like, some Nami vibes when you uh, look at Mune, and then you get some uh, Zoro vibes when you look at uh, Virgo. 
Like, I'm not saying that uh, they're the most accurate ones, but... but what's, so then what point are you making with that? Well, it's something I'm, uh, I'm pointing out now, because I'm going to touch on it when we talk about uh, Dress Rosa. Sure. But uh, I'm trying to establish it now, because uh, these arcs do blend together very much. They do. Uh, and once you get past uh, Dress Rosa, uh, like, like it... it it, it definitely shifts stages because, um, what was the, oh, damn it, uh, you know how, like, Water 7 led to, um, uh, the, uh, what was that, the, like, the sort of arc that came right after that one where they go to, uh, the Navy, uh, what was Yes, all of the arcs blend into each other, I agree on that. No, shit, Sherlock, that's what I was saying in the beginning, but what was the answer to the question I just asked you? I don't know. I prefer for this section, not the past sections that we already did. And you call yourself a One Piece fan. Okay. I, I am a One Piece so, fan. So anyway, Caesar Clown. Um, and it's important to note that Caesar Clown, although this is a boring final boss fight in many ways, has shown himself to be quite dangerous in the past. At one point, uh, Luffy and I think it was Zoro um, underestimated Caesar, thought they cornered him in a room. Caesar got to talking, distracted them, which is easy to do with those two. Yeah. And unbeknownst to them until it was, of course, too late. Caesar, because he has the gas gas no me, the gas fruit. He's poisonous gas. He simply sucked all the oxygen out of the room so the two of them began suffocating before the battle even began. Yeah. So you have this sort of boss fight who, boss guy who doesn't look initially, you think, oh, he's a He is legitimately tough. He is legitimately tough. However, he is definitely low man on the totem pole. On a lot of totem poles. Yes, and on top of that, once you know his trick, yeah, once you know not to get distracted and watch out for poison and all of that, you know his tricks fail. Which, He's not by really the way, a true combatant. Luffy post uh, impel down, poison doesn't affect him. Well, it affects him, which is much less. Well, no, it's got fa- a major defense to it because like he survived um, uh, the the prison warden. Uh, yes, he has a lot of antibodies to it. And plus, like, with the uh, um, same thing with the fish, uh, Fishman Island, when they hit him with a poison dart, mm-hmm. they're like, that should have killed him. Like, that'll yes. kill uh, uh, 300 men, one drop of it. He took a full dose. Yes, he has a big defense to it. But even still, he was somewhat threatened by uh, but Caesar's Lu- stuff. But Luffy, with a poison uh, uh, tolerance and hockey, just easily wins. Oh, he just decimates the hell. Once you take away Caesar's tricks, he's not a combatant. However, uh, they do not... Um, they don't kill him, though. They don't kill him. Uh, he, he he becomes, uh, going forward, one of the... Um, similar to uh, Smoker and Tashigi, like like the like this uh, uh, ancillary cast member that's not always around. It's not really important, but... I kind of disagree. He's a prisoner. They stick him in sea stone cuffs and take him on the ship. Yeah, but... they hold him hostage. But he's not really... And he's a major plot device. Oh, he's a plot device for sure. Like, You know, it's one of those things where his combat capability is low to begin with. And on top of that, they've locked down his devil for power with sea stone cuffs. Yep. And uh, they take him with him. He's a hostage. They use him as a bargaining tool. They use him as an information source. And he essentially goes with them almost willingly, not because he wants to work with them, but because he's afraid of the repercussions 
of the failure of yeah. his production. So as much as he's a prisoner there, of the There Hats, is a line to get his ass. Yeah, so as much as he's an enemy of the Strats and he doesn't like them, they don't want him dead, and that makes them his best friend at this point. All right, so... For yeah. some time. Uh, the other people that join the cast are Kinemon and Momosuke, who we didn't really, really mention like that much. No, we didn't. So Momosuke, of course, is who Kinemon's looking for. Okay. And as we get to know, Momosuke is also essentially the Prince of Wano, which is huge hype, of course, because everyone's been waiting for Wano for years. But the reason Kinemon was attacking people on the island is that uh, when Kinemon, another samurai who we don't yet meet named Kondro, but who is mentioned as he's looking for... And Momonosuke are on the sea. They get separated. Mm-hmm. And Momonosuke gets captured by good old Mr. Caesar Clown. Now, uh, when he was hi- he was hiding or something, right? He was trying to initially. Okay, so Momonosuke uh, actually tries one of the fake devil fruits. Yep. Like, and he did. And he he wasn't it wasn't forced on him though. No, he, he found it and he ate it. I think. Yep. That it turns him into a uh, pink dragon. A yep. tiny pink dragon. With the capability to fly and make clouds, if I remember correctly. Yep. Momosuke, of course, is a child, and we mean, like, I think he's, what, eight or seven or something like that? Young, super young. He's really, really, he's a kid. He's a small child. Yep. I may even be overestimating his age on that one. He may be, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. But um, he has major parts to play that we don't know about yet during this arc. So, again, the spoilers. So... But uh, he's he's found, and actually he helps Luffy get out of a pinch of some sort. Of course he does. Which is how we find out he can fly. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm I mean, trying to think, what were some standout moments in this? Uh, I mean, there are some interesting moments inside of the arc. Uh, one of the big things that happens is uh, when Caesar realizes he's about to lose his operation, he kind of decides to run the, the old uh, Grant through Richmond concept of burn everything if I can't have it, no one will. He goes and releases all of the poison in his... He has a, essentially a sentient poison ooze that lives in his his chambers that he releases onto the island that consume, starts consuming everything. And all the straw hats who are on the island have to run from it and get into the uh, building that Caesar Clown has because anybody who's not inside of it, when it gets locked down, the ooze will simply consume mm-hmm. and kill. There's that... Um... Zoro, um, do you want to mention the... the yeah, talk about the zoro Monet battle, sure. Okay, so, uh, one of the battles that is very, in, like, very dynamic in this, uh, arc is, uh, Tashigi versus Monet, and, uh, Monet believes that, uh, Zoro won't cut down a woman. Well, Tashigi tells, basically says, Zoro, get out of the way, you won't hurt a female. Yep. The, th- the three of them are in the same room. Mm-hmm. And Tashigi is losing the fight. Which, by the way, uh, before I forget, uh, did they do a voice actor swap? Or was it uh, Tashigi, uh, like, because uh, when Law switches the, the minds of Tashigi and Smoker, uh, Tashigi as uh, Smoker is uh, visually funny. Because she goes from a very proper, uh, like, like sort of like the librarian uh, to uh, like leader of a biker gang with like her shirt open and like uh, with a cigar in her mouth. Well, yeah, when their minds are switched, she gets his personality. Mm-hmm. 
but the, I'm trying to remember. Did they do a voice actor swap? Where was I it? don't remember. I don't ever look into that. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that part. But like, uh, for those who don't know, I don't really watch the show. I read the manga. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but then uh, Zoro saves um, Tashigi from getting killed. Yeah. So the battle that happens between them is after the mind swap has been undone by law, and uh, Tashigi essentially says, "Zoro, get out of the way. You don't hurt women." And they go to fight. And uh, Tashigi's getting literally bitten to death. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Monet has the Yuki Yuki no Mi, which is the snow snow fruit. So she has power and control over ice and snow and cold. So when her she bites Tashigi, not only does she create these ice fangs that penetrate heavily into, I think it's her right arm or shoulder or somewhere in that Her shoulder or something like that, yeah. And uh, on top of the damage that's already happening from the punctures... The wounds are freezing, causing frostbite and hypothermia and all kinds of things. But Zoro, not liking to cut women, also doesn't like seeing women die, I guess. And I think that he's uh, still a little smitten with Tashigi because she looks just like his childhood friend. Listen, that is going to be one of those last things that gets solved. I, I don't, if, if it ever does. If yeah. it ever does. like It could just be like a, a cosmic coincidence like, that gets people interested. But uh, I... I f- Oda is one of those guys that, uh, in my opinion... You can't put anything past him. You can't put anything past him because I think at a certain point he's just putting things off until he has, like, a proper solution to the problem. I'm not sure, but, um... Like, well, don't get me wrong. Like, it, like the... the uh, it's been said that he has all, all the story beats mapped mm-hmm. out from, like, when he was 13 years old. This is... Mm-hmm. One Piece is the story that he got a chance to tell, mm-hmm. and he fucking ran with it, and he had the support of the crowds uh, to yep. keep going with it. So, because, like, it's like things like Elbaf Island, we're eventually yeah. going to get there. But, yeah, one day. But, yeah, like, for as, as long as Wano's been teased, I think Elbaf has been teased twice as long. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know when Wano was first mentioned, I'm not sure if it's in story, if it's in Zero's backstory, or if it's later down the line. But uh, yeah, well, the first time I could think of it would be um, Thriller Bark when um, you meet the legendary samurai that gives Zoro his sword. Yeah, like like you know he's from Wano, but uh, and that might be it. Yeah. That could be it, but like Elbaf was even before that with the two giants. Yeah, but to finish the uh, little bit about Monet Zoro and uh, Tashigi. Tashigi's about to die and all of a sudden Zoro decides to act because he doesn't like seeing women die either. And again, our whole thing getting off topic is I suspect it's because she looks like his old friend. Yep. And so um, he cuts her from cuts Monet's just below her eye, I think, or on her cheek. Which she um, heals from. Which she heals from, but he uses... Well, she doesn't heal it. That's the whole point. She bleeds from it. He used she, hockey. She, so she bleeds from that, but the the next thing he does, though, is... He plays the mental game. Without cutting her, cuts her in half. Yeah, so essentially what he does is he establishes the idea by cutting her cheek that he can hurt her. Yep. She's not immune. He has hockey. He then intimidates the hell out of her by basically saying, you should have ran away when you knew you couldn't beat me. Yep. And then he full-on attacks her, literally, as Matt said, slicing her in half, causing shockwaves to the left and the right, causing damage to the room. But he doesn't put hockey into that last blast because he doesn't like cutting women. So, so like, uh, this is how, like, I interpret it. Uh, because she was cut in half, because... Um, well, the mental shock was what was being portrayed, if you look at the, the it chapters. W- it was, well, 
we just watched the video on it, and which is the same thing. She doesn't die from it. She but can't, she basically freaks out. She can't die, but she's def- she's beaten. Yes, her, she's mentally destroyed. Yep. That he could have killed her at any moment without in a blink, without her being able to do anything. Yep. But she is still breathing simply because he didn't feel like killing her. Uh, so, all right, uh, other characters. Did Sanji have like anything big happen in this one? Not that I remember. Robin or Usopp? Um, Robin and Usopp worked heavily to help guard the kids. I think Sanji was with them. Yeah. Chopper reveals some of his interesting abilities here. Some of his new points. Okay. Yeah. And the other really interesting thing in my mind, at least the last thing that I would want to mention, you can obviously add on whatever whatever I missed. Go for it. Is um, the way that Monet dies. Because uh, while Law got his heart back, the enemies don't know that. Yeah. And so Monet thinks that she is holding Law's heart, I think, in her chest, if I remember correctly. And essentially says to Caesar, I've got your back. I'll never give up on you. And I'm going to... She ends her life thinking she's also killing Law. Yeah. Turns out she actually is the reason that Virgo dies. Because Law had swapped his heart with Virgo's inside of her chest where she was keeping it. Yep. Which is how you end up making... Which is how we know that Virgo is dead and Monet are dead. Yep. Because we actually... A very rare thing to happen inside of One Piece... We actually see On the deaths. Like, <laughs> like, plot point death. <laughs> like, you know they're it's dead. It's the opposite you know of plot gone. armor. It is plot uh, certainty they're, death. They're toast. And uh, that's sort of how it ends. After that, they've at this point, they've already captured Caesar. They've put the sea stone cuffs on him. The manufacturing plant is destroyed. They hand over all the kids that have been affected by the smile. To the Navy. To, to Smoker to and Smoker, the Sheehy specifically. Sheehy. Yep. Who vow that they'll get them back to their parents? Yep. And you do, if you ever read the manga, see um, some of the, one of the uh, cover stories. They show a few of the kids being brought to different islands where they, the navy thinks they're from and being returned to their parents. I think you see one or two of those over the next you know hundred or so chapters. I feel like we could do an entire podcast on the manga uh, chapter covers. It would be way more than one. Like no, like not just like not an episode. I'm talking about like a series of like yes, because the the manga. For those who don't know, the manga covers that get done are essentially little ways of Oda showing parts of the story that make no sense for him to cover in the chapter itself. Like when Buggy is shot out of a cannon back away in the beginning of the series. When he's mini Buggy. When he's mini Buggy. When he's a head, two hands, no arms, no torso, yeah, and f- no legs, just feet. And the cover goes through his little story, one cover at a time, showing and highlighting different pieces. Now, to be fair, though, the anime does that. The anime has taken filler episodes that are like sort of not filler because they are canon. They're canon from the covers. Yeah, because the whole uh, where the straw hats went to uh, for the the time skip, Mm -hmm. uh, those were all cover stories. A lot of them, yeah. Other than what we see inside of the actual chapters occasionally. I, th- I think, like, Frankie was, like... Like, a couple of them were two pages. I think the one with Frankie and Zoro, I think those were two pages. Zoro was more than two pages. Zoro was actually a couple of chap- actual chapters. Oh, it was a couple of actual chapters? Yeah. Okay. In fact, they were all featured in chapters at some point. At least all the ones that we know. We still don't know very much about Robin, other than the fact that she worked with Luffy's dad. Yeah, she went uh, to the Liberation and you, are, from, and you already know that at this point. From a past anyway. episode, we've covered that. Come on, people. So, um, Which you can check out, by the way. Uh, I want to say it was uh, uh, post-Marine Ford. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> the shameless plugs are good. Mm-hmm. So um, I think those were all the major points inside of Punk Hazard. Which, by the way, uh, it is. 
and uh, Punk Hazard, like, I don't know, for me, Punk Hazard, I think, started a trend where the chapter, not the chapters, the um, story arcs for each individual uh, arc, it starts getting long from here on out. I, I would argue that once we hit Impel Down, things started getting long. Uh, yes, but this one f- feels longer. That might be in part because, um, spoiler warning, at some point in the future, the Straw Hats split up into two major groups. And uh, you sort of end up focusing on one group for a really long time. To the point where it's like, you don't see the other group for years. Uh, years if in you're, the if real you, world, that like, is. And in, in, if you're reading the chapters as they come out, there yeah. was at least a year or two where you didn't see one half, half the of the crew. And even now... Um, you still don't see all of them together yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so They've met up here and there, but it's still very fractured. And that started a while ago. And it's actually a testament to their strength, but not something we want to go into too heavily here. Yeah, that's a, that's a future episode. Yeah. So everyone, I still want to say thank you for listening. Hopefully you had a good time and enjoyed it as much as we did. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. Peace. Take care. Especially the one piece. <laughs>